Welcome to the Safety Doc Podcast with author, radio host, and nationally recognized safety expert, Dr. David Perodin. Join us each week as we discuss the best and most bizarre practices in safety preparation and crisis response. Follow Dr. Perodin on Twitter at SafetyPhD. And remember, the truth will keep you safe. This is Dr. David Proden, and I want to thank you as we begin another journey into school and community safety. If you're looking for industrial safety expert, Appalachian State University professor, Dr. Timothy Ludwig, please visit www.safety-doc.com. Again, that's Dr. Timothy Ludwig at www.safety-doc.com. Dot com. Hey everybody, this is the Safety Doc, Dr. David Proden here from Southern Wisconsin three days ago. Big snowstorm today, 70 degrees, sunny. What's that all about? I don't know, but wow, just the way that it is. Back with my good friend and author of 1 plus 1 equals podcast, simplifying the equation of podcasting success, Larry Roberts. Larry, welcome to the Safety Doc Podcast. Why, thank you very much, Mr. Safety Doc. It's good <laughs> to be back on the show. Wow. You know, I remember um, when we first met, and I was kind of new into podcasting um, and finding my way around, I read your book, and it's like, this is what I needed when I was starting out. Um, and actually, right now, I'm applying several of the points that you've made in your book um, to my podcast. And I'm telling you, Larry, since your book came out, uh, my analytics have increased. I'm getting more downloads. <laughs> and I think I am doing a much uh, more efficient job. So you've done a great job with this book. It's on Amazon. Um, and, and it's in the, the very convenient Kindle version. But again, it's one plus one equals podcast, Larry Roberts, and I'll link it out. But um, R-O-B-E-R-T-S. I don't know if there's another way to spell Roberts, Larry, is there? I I, I haven't seen it, if there is. <laughs> I'm right. sure some people get creative, but... Right. Larry's like, no, it's T-Z-S at the end, but no. That's Larry the Roberts. Polish so, version. <laughs> that's that's if you're from Poland. So. so, my friend, first, how have you been in Texas? Texas has been great. Uh, this has been a phenomenal week. I've had the top off the Jeep all week. Going back and forth from the office with the wind in my hair and good Lord caressing my face with the breeze. So I, I have no complaints. No snow this week for you. No snow. No snow. We're supposed to get rain all weekend. Okay. So uh, cold front's coming in, going to drop about, I don't know, they're saying 20 degrees, but we'll see because it's still awfully warm outside right now. And it's supposed to be uh, quite a bit cooler tomorrow. So we'll see how it pans out. And, and we've kind of got the flip going here in southern Wisconsin because uh, we're going to be mid-60s uh, the next couple days. And uh, on Sunday, it was 24 degrees for a <laughs> high here. So I hopefully think that winter's behind us. Um, so, okay, one plus one equals podcast. Uh, you released this maybe uh, a month ago, Larry? Uh, about three weeks ago, maybe it was. Okay. Uh, when was my release date? I don't I can't even remember. It's been such a whirl. Okay. Um, maybe a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, what is what is today? The twentieth. I released it at the very last day of last month. Right. One of the so, things for anybody listening and you're and you're working in podcasting, always have a calendar available, right? 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. What is it? What is it right now? All right. But uh, well, I had to look down here, even though it's 4:20, and you have yeah. 4:20 jokes all day long. Right. I still had to look right. down and find out what the date was. So I have I have notes that I took uh, from the book, and I have things um, that I immediately put into practice. But tell me about like why why did why did you why did you write the book? I, I wrote the book a because I've always wanted to write a book. And it's interesting, a, a mastermind or a group presented itself to me with one of my previous guests. And uh, she was leading the group, and it was she was calling it March Madness. And her whole goal was to take up to 30 people and work with them for 30 days and create 30 best-selling books on Amazon. Wow. That was the goal. Okay. Now, she came up just a little shy. A lot shy. But don't let her hear that. So we just came up a little shy. But, you know, the great thing about it is is I, I did do it within the 30 days. And I almost wrote two books in 30 days because I started it and was going down a path. And I said, you know what? This just doesn't feel right. It was still about podcasting. The topic was the same. But I was going way too in-depth with background uh, story and, okay. and, and and growing up and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was just, I'm like, this is not a psychology book. It is a podcasting book, Larry. Nobody wants to hear your sob story about growing up in a trailer park. So <laughs> I deleted all that and it's about 10 days in and I started from scratch and took it from there. And from day 10 to the end of the month, I, I knocked out this book, published Amazing. it, became a number one bestseller in four different categories on Amazon. Wow. I mean, I mean, Larry, for that time frame, that it, that's amazing. Um, so I'm looking at, you know, the, I'm looking at the Amazon site right now. So people are watching this. They're like, what is, what's going on around? So I actually have three monitors in front of me and, and, you know, some, some show notes and, and things like that. Um, so um, I, I do my podcast in video. So it's on YouTube and then also sure. um, rendered in MP3. And then it's out there in numerous formats in audio. Um, so most of my audience is, is audio, but obviously um, I do have the video version too. So um, we're, I, I like the, the cover. It kind of has this um, like a chalk on an old green chalkboard. Now when I say old green chalkboard, growing up, like that's what the chalkboard was when I was That's what we knew, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I like it because I, I think it echoes what's in, in the book is you have very um, you have bold uh headings without the the lingo and and it's not like it's you know you don't cram down the the, the font and, and you walk us through kind of this narrative that's what i like is um it felt like it was really balanced you know you got you get into a section and okay here's here's this information enough for you to, to digest but not to overwhelm you right um and and then you know move you on and move you on so i really i really like the layout of of the book um, tell me, you know, how'd you get the idea also for the cover? I think, it, it you know, really I wanted cool. some, I wanted something that popped, right? I needed something. And because the head of the mastermind that I worked with, um, she actually, her first book was called copy that pops and it was about writing copy for podcasts. So her whole concept is, is make it pop, make it pop. So I wanted to have something that made it pop. And I knew it was an educational book because I'm teaching people to podcast uh, and a whiteboard just didn't seem appropriate for a cover. <laughs> so if I'd made the cover a whiteboard like we use today instead of a chalkboard, 
uh, it gets a little washed out when you when you post it on Amazon because the background on Amazon's white. So if you have a white book cover, right, all all you see are some words. So I had to come up with something a little more uh, creative, and it took several iterations. You know, I started framing the book out, it's still using white, and 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 it just didn't look quite as professional. And in playing with it and getting in Photoshop and just dinking around a little bit, I finally came up with something that I started to like. And it just evolved from there and ended up with the cover that uh, that made it to the uh, to the book. I found it very easy um, to read, too, because I'm not sure the font that you use, but, you know, people use like the Times New Roman and things like that. And, and, I, and I think that that stuff, um, I don't know, it's just not for me. I, it was very it was it was a very comforting book to read. And I went through and even though like I I've this I've been podcasting for about a year and a half. I felt like, yeah, here are things I wish I would have known, or like, here are things, yeah, let me look and, and adjust currently what I'm doing. Sure. Um, now, you had, um, you, you shared with me Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, one of the most popular podcasters sure. on the Joe Rogan show and, and, and all of the different things that he has, has done in, in media um, as being an influence for you. So So maybe... Tell me about like how Joe Rogan had an influence on you, and then let's take that from what's what's Larry Roberts about? I mean, you you've had a few podcasts, um, you do voiceover, um, but but what what brings you like? Okay, I've got I've I've got the experience, I've got you know the knowledge that I want to share out. Tell me about right. That. Well, for starters, you know, uh, I'll start with just the book, and because you asked me a question that I don't think I answered, and, and what inspired me to write the book, and why did I write the book, and how did the book become come about? And it came about for the exact reason that you said just a few minutes ago. When I first started podcasting about three years ago, I was in the exact same place. I wanted to know what do I need to do to podcast. What equipment do I need? How do I need to tune my audio? Do I need to worry about this? Do I need to worry about that? And I'm the kind of guy that I don't do anything halfway. So as I started to do some research on podcasting, I saw this equipment was Cat Daddy. I saw this equipment was Cat Daddy. And this, so I went out and I bought all this equipment thinking that's what I needed. Right. And really, I just needed me. I needed me to relax. I needed me to be able to speak naturally. I needed me to be able to speak clearly. I needed to set my expectations for certain levels of professionalism versus um, going too professional or overproducing my audio, which is what I ended up doing straight yeah. out of the gate. So there were all these questions that if I had somebody, and I paid several people, and I still didn't get these straightforward answers. I'm selling my book right now on Amazon for 99 cents. And the printed copy is going to go for about $4.99, maybe $5.99. I'm still figuring out the price there. The manuscript will get finished this weekend. It goes to print next week. So there will be a hard copy. Um, but if I had had somebody that would have sat down and talked to me, which is what I try to do through the book, I try to talk to you through the book. I, I don't try to write a book and, and break it down from a, a textbook perspective. I try to have a conversation with you through the pages of the book. And Hopefully I achieved that, but I wrote it for that particular reason, because I wish somebody would have told me that without me spending hundreds, even thousands of dollars trying to learn this art form when I could have done it for a buck. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
So yeah. I couldn't find it. So I put it together. That was the goal, man. It's just people. Oh, you do a podcast. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I want one. How do you do it? Do you have to, how much is it? Does it expensive? Uh, bro, just breathe. <laughs> right. Right. Get you something to record on and have at it. You can do it for free. Granted, the way that I describe doing it for free in the book isn't necessarily the ideal way, but it's a great way to get started. You know, it's a great way to get your feet wet and, and learn your craft, learn your technique, learn your topic. You may, yeah. even, you may not even know what your topic is. You may just go, you know what? People want to hear me talk, and that's probably not true. So, <laughs> but it could be. I don't know. Maybe you're the next Joe Rogan. Who knows? So tell me about Joe Rogan. Yeah, um, Joe, you know, yeah. man, Joe's just a cool cat, you know. Um, Joe is a martial artist as well. And, you know, I was a 25-year martial arts instructor right. and right. a professional fighter, did a little MMA, did a lot of kickboxing, and uh, didn't make it very far in the pro leagues. But, you know, hey, I can say I did it. You know, I did it. So, yeah. Um, but Joe's always been a cool guy. And I remember when he joined the Ultimate Fighting Championship because I'm probably the Ultimate Fighting Championship's number one fan. I'll fanboy out real quick like that. Okay. I mean, I've had I've had some of my best friends growing up fight in the UFC. Oh wow! So I mean, I've I've been attached to the show through various avenues. Um, I've trained with most of the old school fighters. After you get through about I don't know UFC 60, 65, somewhere in there, some of the new blood starts coming in, and I didn't train with most of those guys. But all the original guys from one through we'll just say sixty. I, there's very few that I haven't shared the mat with at some point in time. And that's not to say I'm on their level. That's to say that I had the honor of learning from them. So I'll put it that way. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Joe came on, ah, man, I don't remember the exact show, but it was somewhere in the teens, UFC, I don't know, 12, 13, something like that. And uh, now we're up to 225. So he's been around for at least 24 years of the right. 25 years of the, of the sport. The sport debuted in 1993. And, uh, you know, he always inspired me there. Um, a lot of people saw him on, what was it, talk radio or news radio? He had a, a sitcom for a while. Yeah. And I can't remember what it is, and I never saw him on there. So that didn't really influence me at all. Um, but knowing that he was the commentator for the UFC, then I start hearing these ramblings a few years ago about the Joe Rogan experience, yeah. the GRE yeah. podcast. And I'm like, what is that? So I gave it a listen, and... Most of the stuff that he talks about is really, really cool. You know, he has some really interesting guests. He right. has some, some, he doesn't just talk about fighting. He talks about everything. And, you know, that's one of the things that I really liked about his show is that it was almost random. Not even almost. It was random. You never knew who was going to be on there or why. And there is no theme. The, the reason they're on there is to have a conversation with Joe Rogan. And you may like the person that's on there. You may not like the person that's on there. Right. You may like, uh, you know, Joe Rogan is a huge proponent of marijuana. So, you know, sometimes they smoke on the show and they get too high and I got to turn it off because he's not making any sense. So I'm like, this, uh, he's too high. This is stupid. So I'll turn it off. But sometimes it's funny. You know, you, you never know what you're going to get. And he is a complete rogue warrior when it comes to podcasting. He does whatever he wants. Right. He does it how he wants, when he wants, as long as he wants. You know, yeah. I've seen yeah. the shows go for three and a half hours, yeah. four hours. I think they cut them off for the longest at four <laughs> hours. But it, by then, I'm, I, you know, I'm high just from listening to him. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I don't know what he's saying. But, uh, 
but th- that was it, man. I-, I saw him doing that, and he introduced me to several other podcasters that were also comedians. And man, I just I just fell in love with the medium, you know. And I started yeah. listening to those guys, and I'm like, these guys are saying stuff that can you say that? <laughs> right. And, right. You know, podcasting is a completely unfiltered medium. It's unregulated. The FCC is not involved. Nobody's there's nothing that regulates it. So if you're willing to take the heat for whatever it is you're saying, you can say whatever you want. Now, that's not to say there's not repercussions. That's why I preface that with if you're willing to take the heat. Right. Because uh, you can get yourself in a, in a world of hurt. Um, but again, it's just a medium that is so open and so free and you can do whatever you want and where else can you do that thank you for tuning in to the safety doc podcast with the nation's leading safety expert dr david perodin author radio show host university instructor researcher expert witness and consultant powerful testimonials Dr. Perodin has a strong reputation as the go-to safety consultant, and he was still able to exceed our expectations. When we went looking for an expert in the field of crisis preparedness and prevention, David was the single person we pursued. Not easy stepping into the touchier subjects of life, but Dr. David pulls it off. Take a listen. Now, back to Dr. David Perodin. And the Safety Doc Podcast. Well, you're right. You you can't do it um, today. I mean, it's a frontier. And and you talked about it right away in your book of saying, you know, like podcasting, um, you know, kind of started, what, around 2008, 2010, really when you started to you know, see some recognizable podcast. And so somebody today might say, well, you know, the pioneer, it's all gone. Like like everything's been explored. Everything's whatever. And you're like, no, not at all. Like there's so this, we'll look back and this is just the infancy. So obviously people, if they have an interest to get in, um, and I know people who are just starting out with podcasts, you know, that one friend just did his 14th episode has kind of found where he wants to go with it. But I listen to a range of like from Joe Rogan all the way to Marianne West and the sustainable living podcast, um, where she has guests on and they talk about like building these tiny houses just cause it kind of intrigues me, you know, like I, building a house that's 240 square feet and then, you know, what, what that entails. And it's actually more expensive to do that. Um, so she's interviewing like this guy who builds these because he's like, yeah, nothing standard. So you like have to customize everything and it's really like weird, but you know, um, it, it, but so go from, go from that. And then, um, Gavin McInnes, I listened mm-hmm. to and, and Gavin's pretty raw, but also like he tells these amazing stories and his wife is his wife. Um, her family lives about 15 minutes from where, where, where I am right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so yeah, like his, his wife is, is just in the community right over. Um, but, um, but yeah, but you know, it's about the same age too. So I can relate to some of the things that he's, he's saying, but, um, so yeah, I, 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 I love that and going in and you're saying the unfiltered things. So uh, I, I don't listen to mainstream, um, media anymore. 
Right. And I, I right. haven't for a while. And I, and I think that's part of like, you know, when, you, when you're writing this book, there's a huge audience because people are not turning into Channel 7 and Channel 11 and all of these things. Yeah, it's over. They're like, we're done with the commercials. We're done with the bias, the positionality. And so we're going to find what we want and we're going to listen to it. So when somebody puts a podcast together, um, they, they have a huge audience that they can, they, that, that's out there that they don't even know. Um, so Larry, I'm going to, I'm going to go through some things, some of the notes that I took. Um, you talked about the seven P's of podcasting. Um, and one of mine should be penmanship because I am <laughs> the older I get Larry, <laughs> I don't have nothing. I have no re nothing to blame it on. Um, you know, but, uh, it is, I'm like, what is, I had said, yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, proper preview planning. I'm sure this isn't pervert, but no, Pre no. <laughs> okay. Po proper previous planning prevents poor podcast performance. There you go. So, okay. This is where I wanted to get in and, and have you tell me about this and, and also what people might find in the book, but like the, the proper planning um, because one is it, 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 a podcast does take some work to put into it. Now, with that said, personally, I find it invigorating. I love doing it. And I think it also keeps me up on the technology and it depends on what kind of technology you want to use. I don't go real sophisticated with anything, but, um, tell me, go, step me through. Okay. With your, you know, you're, you're sitting down with your, your, your book and a few people who are like, Hey, uh, we're thinking about doing podcasting, <clears throat> using your book as kind of a guide. You sure. talk about proper planning. What are, what are some of the things like right away we should be thinking about? Well, the first thing you need to think about is a topic. Why do you want to do a podcast? Do you want to be heard? Do you have a platform? Do you have a business and you want to promote that business? Uh, do you have an interest? Are you a comic book geek like myself? I mean, you see Batman behind me, so I can say that. So <laughs> that's real Batman, Larry. I wasn't going to say anything. Well, I don't, I don't want to say anything bad. You know, <laughs> no. But um, I met Batman a couple weeks ago. I went to uh, the, the fan days here in Dallas, and I met Ben Affleck. So that was kind of cool. Really awesome. Yeah, I I, I loved um, I love the Dark Knight. I uh, miss uh, Heath Ledger. Left us way too. Soon. Oh, of course, man. Yeah, wow. yeah. Yeah, so I met Ben and I met Aquaman too, Jason Momoa. So oh, that was wow. kind of cool. I got a little, I got a little starstruck with Momoa. I'll be honest, I shouldn't have, but I did. That's <laughs> so, cool. That's cool. <laughs> so, but anyways, do you just do you have a hobby? Do you have a topic? Do you have you know something to talk about? Because you know, th there's another inspiration for me when it, in the podcasting arena, and that's Bill Burr. He oh, he's yeah. one of the, yeah. he's one of the top comics today, but his podcast is him. It's just him right? talking about whatever he wants to talk about. But he's Bill Burr. He's very talented. He's very experienced. He knows how to control a crowd from a stage. He didn't just go out and buy him a microphone and start talking into the mic and have a very, very successful podcast. He had previous training, previous planning, and he knew what he was doing. Now, granted, he took a gamble going out there and doing what he does. Right. The Monday Morning Podcast is a very unique podcast, and I commend him for it. I think that's great, and I've done that for a few episodes, and I promise you it's not easy. <laughs> it's, oh, very, right. very, it's very, very – I'm sure you've done some solo episodes, 
And I, I know when, you know, when I, the, the very first solo episode I did, I, I was just, I was just in front of my mic and go, well, yeah, here I am. And, uh, my co-host was supposed to be here today, but he didn't make it. So it's just going to be us. And thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. You know, I mean, it was like a Saturday night live skit or something, you know, like sweaty balls or something yeah. from, you know, you, it was that bad. It was just terrible. You pause for the NPR. Okay. We're going to do a fun <laughs> drive now with a Dick, Dick Prenicky. Uh, I'm going to show you 94 seconds. And then we're going to cut away for eight minutes and, and lines are open. Yeah, yeah, here's, Dick, here's Dick when the tree almost fell on him. Wow. But yeah, it's hard. It's very hard. So in order to do that, I can do a solo episode now, and I still feel fairly stupid doing it, but I don't think I sound as bad. No, so, I'm not. Okay, so so you're talking about um, one of the so, – so we have this, this thing that's developing right now. So it's the solo episode versus right. having a guest or having multiple people. That's just and, one – and I think part of it is like the multiple people, when I listen to those shows, I enjoy it because I just like, I, it's like you're sitting there listening in on a good discussion. So wherever they go and take things, um, I, I really like those shows. But then I have some some folks that I listen to and they, they're only them. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's no host like ever. Um, so I, I guess, you know... Tell me what your experience is like. Did you, when you start out in podcasting, it, it sounds like you were working with somebody, you had a co-host or was there like the solo Larry Roberts for a while or what, what was happening there? there? There was never a solo Larry Roberts and my current podcast, Readily Random, uh, Readily Random Media LLC, uh, who also produced the book. Um, it's me and a guest and it's always an online guest. I believe I had one episode where I actually had a guest in house here in my home studio, and that's always fun. You know, that's that's great I, to be I able did to that do once that. Too. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, you're because at that point you are just having a conversation. But when I first started out, no, I did not want to go solo. I didn't want to do it by myself, so I searched for a co-host, and we <laughs> the 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 very first episode we did was so bad we just scrapped it. We don't even have it like in a bonus archive or anything. We just we we were sitting in a room and it wasn't even a, it wasn't the studio. I didn't have the studio set up yet. Right. And we're just out. It's my game room actually. So it's wide open. Dogs okay. are running around barking. Wife's probably putting up yeah. groceries, and we're trying to do our thing. And like I say, it was it was just terrible. And we realized how terrible it was when we just listened back to it. We're like, we cannot put that out for people right. to hear because it was just horrible. It wasn't necessarily the topic wasn't all that bad and the language wasn't all that coarse. It was just, who would listen to that? Nobody. Yeah. I think that is a great point um, to, to put out there because um, one of the mistakes that I made, and, and you, have, you have a great section where you talk uh, in, in very – a, uh, in a very non-threatening way of like, here's the technology. You know, this reminds me of two weeks ago, I, I set up a computer for my dad that I got him um, to replace this 15-year-old Windows XP version. So I'm like, here's, okay, I'm putting the new one, you know, up and here's like your five icons on the screen and all of that stuff. And he's like, okay, let's, I'm going to demonstrate everything like five times here before like you leave, make sure it works. Um, but, but you... Um, you made it very, very practical. And you, and you talked about, you know, you can get a USB mic or you can get, you know, an XLR. Um, I have both, you know, that I use for, for different things. And, and you know, you, you try them, kind of find what works for you in the comfort zone. And Audacity, 
was was a program you mentioned, which is free. And then if you spend some time, you know, learning it and messing around. But I I remember producing some shows, um, and honest, and they they the, the audio quality was was horrible. Um, and my mistake, Larry, was I thought I could just go in whatever I recorded, and it, it didn't matter because the magic of software, I could just like throw it in. <laughs> And it would level everything, and all my gain would be fine, and everything else would be like just great. And and it helped like a some, um, but the key was I was rendering right away into like a lower grade MP3, like right off the bat. So mm-hmm. for those not familiar with that, but so MP3 is a compressed format, um, and and so it's not as high quality. And wave, and you know all of this better than I do, and, and can explain this. But but wave is is um, it's a larger file, but it captures much. much more. So it's much more rich and vibrant. So um, somebody then spent some time helping me and saying, yeah, that you know they actually looked at one of my files. It was a sound engineer, and he's like, your initial file is like horrible. Like there's not much we can do with this. And I'm li- and I I had a neighbor who was kind of listening to the show, and he's like. Yeah, I kind of, I, I like kind of, I like your show, but like it's really hard. To, <laughs> it's really hard to listen to, and you're gonna lose those people. Um, and it's okay once in a while, like you know, if you're if you're out, if you're in a car and you're doing a recording and you and you have a handheld mic or something, and you know, as long as things are clear, and I think people understand, you know, some on-site stuff and things like that. But if 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 you are you don't want to take that first step of doing a really bad rendering and then that's always going to be your thing and then trying to fix it post-production because it just doesn't work. No, and, it doesn't. So, And, and then um, the second, uh, another thing you mentioned was like kind of when, you, when you're editing, like I, I bought a whole sound effects package. So I'm like, and every time an engine starts, like I'm searching car engine starting and all of this stuff. And, and I'm and I'm spending like ten hours on a podcast so I can add all these things in. Like a door closes, it's like a damn haunted house, you know. I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty remarkable. But then, like a fellow podcaster who's pretty established who listens to my show, I'm listening to his show, and he's like, and by the way, I was listening to you know my friend Dave and whatever. And Dave, just if you're listening, knock off all the sound effects. Like it's just like I I was listening to you and. You know, somewhere I had headphones on, I was, was hiking or whatever, and he's like, it, it, you know, after the first minute, like, I don't need to hear any more, um, you know, thunder strikes or whatever that, that you throw in there. And, and right. That, and that was good advice because I think once in a while, if you throw things in, like, if there's a little transition, people get that. But um, it's it's really – that that's a thing where you're going to spend – Again, it, it would be ten hours on a podcast because you're doing all sure. of this this editing, um, and and people want to get the discussion and things like that. And you're going to burn out. You you're, you'll burn yourself out. You and you talk. So you, in in the book, you talked about um, finding a topic. Example yep. you gave, which I thought was perfect. Of let's say like you have a greenhouse or you know some service related to that lawn care, whatever. Well, like right now, I, at least where I'm at is perfect if someone is is wanting to talk about dethatching a lawn, applying different fertilizers, um, you know, trees to plant that are going to be resistant to like Japanese beetles. I mean, things like I would definitely be like, wow, this is super helpful to me. And then they can promote, um, yeah, come down, you know, we've got this stuff. Here's the people we can help you through and you can go to the website. Um, and I think when people share their own stories, 
too, like saying, you know, just like we're doing right now. So if, if someone is listening sure. to this, they're like, oh my God, Larry and David, I mean, not me so much because I'm still pretty new at this, but they're like, they stumble a little bit out of the gate in podcasting. Um, cause we never think about that. We never, you know, we, 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 we don't realize, um, you know, that people, w- when they start out in anything, there's a learning curve. And, uh, somebody told me and this, for me, this was a little bit longer, but someone said your first 25 episodes, like are, they're going to be all over the place. Like your, your topics and, and your, but then you're going to start to find your footing. And then once you get around 50, if you can hang on, then you're really going to be in good shape. And I, that was almost like exactly on for me. Like my first shows, you know, get like 11 downloads. I'd be like, yes, somebody, from, <laughs> somebody somebody, listened, somebody from my international, somebody from Spain. Awesome. <laughs> and now, um, I'm looking at my, my analytics, you know, in a lot of my shows, We'll, we'll get a thousand plus, you know, downloads and I'm in a niche market or niche or whatever, but with, with safety and, and I, I, I talk about, um, you know, different aspects of safety. Um, but so one of the things, Larry, um, so talking about getting guests, you, you, you talk about this in your book. I'm going to have you talk about it because you, you had, <laughs> you laid it out in a way that I never thought. And I'm, I'm like, unreal because first we talked about this before we we started you're thinking it's going to be hard to get guests let's say you know even my topic is like lawn care or something like that whatever it is and i want to get people on to talk about this maybe from different areas or um you know you know whatever um things that are related to to lawn care you know how you how you do lawn care and also you know I, i i don't know um, <laughs> just any topic that has to do with with landscaping or anything. Yeah, la- landscaping. Lines. Like you know, well, what happens if you're going to have a new roof put on your house? How do you protect, like, yeah, your lawn and in, in, from from indentation? So we're going to talk to a roofer. Like, what measures do you, go, you know, whatever it is. But you're thinking it's going to be impossible to find people. And and the reality is, like, I've had very few people ever turn me down on a podcast, like yep. that I've approached. And you, I, I initially was going through. Um, Twitter. So I would just kind of find people on Twitter who seemed to be interesting or I heard them on other shows or maybe if I had seen some PBS type documentary, people I thought were reachable. Right. But I think we sell ourselves short, at least I did, in thinking who was reachable. So so tell me about that because you've had, on readily random, I mean, people I'm looking at like, wow, you know, like these, these, these are rock stars and... Um, so so tell me you know, how, you, how you find your guest. I'm, uh, it's three letters. A-S-K. <laughs> That's it. Just ask. That's all. You know, if you look at my book, there's 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 several, uh, not paragraphs, but just sentences that I just stack on top of each other. Ask, 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 ask. All you have to do is ask. And is it going to work every time? No, it's definitely not. Um, you know, I have been just flat turned down. I've been ignored. I've been offered to pay someone $10,000 to come on my show. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was like, ah, thanks, but no thanks. Good luck to you. But, you know, on the flip side, I've had folks like Joe Navarro, retired yeah. FBI agent, that literally saved the Western world in the 80s. Yeah. He stopped World War III. Literally. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. He is one of the top professionals 
and again, retired FBI specialist in safety, which is kind of right up your, your alley there, uh, anti-terrorism, that sort of thing. Um, he's also the number one, I would say he's the number one guy on the planet when it comes to um, body language and unspoken communication. Like he could look at me right now and tell how much, you know, <laughs> probably tell my heartbeat. You know, <laughs> I mean, he's just, right. he's so good at what he does. And I thought the guy was amazing. I reached out. He, he had this fancy website showing him speaking in front of thousands of people doing a TED talk and everything. I'm like, man, he's, you know, you know, well, sir, would you mind uh, joining me for an episode? Boom. I'd love to, Larry. How do we set it up? I was <laughs> perfect. You know, um, another yeah. instance, I had Adam Boyer, who he's not a, he's not a big level celebrity, but he's a probably a B level. You see him do bit parts here and there. And he was a co-star in Ozark, that uh, popular Netflix show. Yes. Yeah. And it was now this one was interesting because I, you know, being a voiceover artist, I end up friending people on Facebook that are actors and actresses and voiceover actors. But it, it's everybody in film, producers, everybody in animation, that sort of thing. So it, I, I, I don't even know who all I'm friends with. You know, I found out today that one of my friends on Facebook is a producer on a movie that's coming out, like a real movie. I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> he's, he's an executive producer on that? So, you know, it just it just blows my mind. But anyways, where I'm going with that is that my wife and I watched Ozark and he was a pretty cool guy. Right. And I noticed his name was Adam Boyer. And I didn't really think too much of it until, I don't know, maybe a day or two later. I'm looking at my Facebook feed and Adam Boyer posts something not to me, just in my feed, you know. And I'm like, that Adam Boyer was that. And I got to looking and sure enough, it's the same guy. So I hit him up on Facebook. I said, Adam, I just finished watching Ozark. How about you join me on an episode of my podcast? He's like, yeah, man, that'd be great. So, you know, you got actors, you've got FBI agents. I've got PhDs from safety. I've got PhDs from uh, mathematics at MIT. Um, I can't remember what Dr. Carlin has his PhD in, but he's a World Series of Poker uh, professional player right i mean it, the list goes on and on and you know i also have just your average individual on the show i have a homeschool mom oh that i love that episode i loved that episode nikki is a champion yeah of homeschooling she is phenomenal at what she does we went to school together and yep. she's she's one of my first uh, uh first episodes and she blew it out of the water a lot of people really really that loved that episode great episode larry yeah that, that was a great episode i loved it but uh, my point there is just that I've, I've got high-end guests, and then I've got just your average Joe as guests. And that kind of plays into my whole readily random theme of the podcast, that being the name of the show. Um, but it all boils down to, once again, asking. So you, you put together – and you, asked, you put together um, a template, basically, to help people who yeah, maybe yeah. Aren't, aren't comfortable with – with asking, you know, so if, if they're going to, um, say, you know, invite somebody on their, on their podcast. Um, so I thought that was, I thought that was awesome. 
That's exactly um, what I use. I use I use that exact template. It never changes except for the guest list below. I'll, I'll I'll change some names around there depending on how far I am into the the show. You know, some of those guests are episode single okay. digit episodes. Yeah. But as my episodes progress, I might bump somebody up that's a newer guest, that sort of thing. But other than that, everything there is exactly what I use. I love that. And, and see, Larry, this is what other people don't do. Um, you know, this is this is why your book is well. Your book's awesome, but this is why your book is awesome because um, someone's like, okay, but then how do I contact, how do I reach out to whatever person? Like, what am I supposed to say? Or like, what's, and you're like, no, like, here's, here's an example. Here's a way to be concise and here's whatever. And then, you know, you'll, you'll get it. And so awesome. And then also when I was trying to find guests, it was people that I kind of knew like in the field, but then I was I was really just trolling Twitter. Like I'm looking through Twitter and in you, now that's how you and I met, right? We did meet on Twitter on Twitter. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, um, and then I, I found readily random. And of course, you know, I'm always downloading, um, readily random Sunday. I download all of my podcasts like for the week. Um, but you, you gave a different way to find, um, people to approach for, an interview or being a guest. So, so tell us about that. I totally didn't think about this and it's awesome. Well, one of the things that I started doing was when I came up with a topic that I was interested in, I would go to Amazon and then I would go to the book section and I would start looking for books on that topic. And it didn't really even matter to me if it was a bestseller or what it would be. But if I read the biography of the, the author and I read a synopsis of the book, if I felt it, it, it hit the key points that I was personally interested in that I wanted to share in with my audience, I would hit them up. I would track down their information. And a lot of times it's on Amazon. Right. Other times you may need to take their name, jump into Google, do a little Google search. Odds are if they're an author, they probably have a personal website too. Yeah. So I would go to their website. If there's a contact email, I would use that. Or if there's a contact text box where you drop them a note, I'd still just copy and paste my email format in there and change it to their name and, and send it off. So I did the exact same thing, even if it was through their website contact form or if it was their actual email. So it, it, it works. It's, it's sometimes you have to get creative because I was doing the same thing. I would sit there and go, all right, well, who can I talk to this week? <laughs> yeah. So right now I have up on my screen, um, one plus one equals podcast on Amazon. And, and it says by Larry Roberts. So I click on Larry Roberts and then um, it brings me into blog posts that you've made. Um, it gives me your bio and then, you know, uh, so instantly I can go in and I can start to take, you know, in 10 minutes, a few notes on some of the things that you've shared and, and other, you know, um, people who have posted um, books on Amazon, you know, it's very similar. They'll, they'll do the same thing of giving a little bit of background. You can also read some reviews and that's a, I think a good way to approach somebody of saying, Hey, like, you know, here's, here's a feedback that, that I, I read about your book or here's like somebody wrote this. So I'm going to ask you more to expand sure. upon that. And people then, um, and I, I've got asked to be on a few shows. Um, not, <laughs> not many. I, I kind of, for me, because of the work I do, I kind of get 
if something significant happens in the safety world, I get a call from one of the big media agencies and they're asking more like for very specific information and a very like give us, you know, how do we do a drone scan of, you know, whatever area after Hurricane Irma hit? Like tell us in 10 minutes how this would work. Um, so it's not really like being on a show. But I I love this because, you know, you can have a conversation with somebody and I, I worked with um, – I used this approach with a celebrity. Um, I'm not going to give his name because we haven't done the show yet, um, but he's agreed. We've had numerous communications, and I didn't want to just come at him saying, well, I've seen you on this extremely popular TV show, like in multiple, because like everybody comes at that person that way. Sure, yeah. Um, and I wanted to go through, and I found out some other things that this person was involved in, um, some some um, awareness, uh, some different charity activities, and then actually was looked into those, looked into some Twitter hashtags associated, and saw this person posting, and and really I thought that was awesome. And like this, this is something people don't know about this person. No one would ever think, well, they they are also involved in in this. So that's where I contacted, and it's also a similar interest of mine. And and I said, wow, this is really amazing, and I'd like to talk more about you know this and and your role with this. And how does how do how does that just a little summary? You know, like how does the celebrity role? Like you are a very well known celebrity. The moment you walk into a room, like everybody knows who you are. How do you, how does that work when you're also trying to do this? Um, like how do you separate the two? Um, where it's like, okay, I'm not here to do, you know, whatever. I'm not here doing script or whatever. I'm here to talk about this other um, area that's a very big part of my life. Like, I don't want to be typecast, you know, like every time. Sure. It's kind of, I had a friend that actually um, worked, just a tangent here. Larry's like, it's all going to unravel right now. Right now. Like, it's chapter seven. (laughs) Don't let it unravel. That's the title of chapter seven. Do not let it unravel. Right, Larry? That one got cut out, though. But no, I had a friend um, who worked for the Green Bay Packers in, in, I don't know, finance or some capacity like 20 years ago. And um, so uh, we would go over as a group, a couple friends, and, and, and hang out at his house. And he would we'd go out with the players, a few players at night. Um, and it was just like to a restaurant. And just hanging out and just talking. But he would like tell us ahead of time. He's like, you do not ask for autographs. These are just, they're just people. They just want to hang out on the town and don't like expect them to pick up your tab and all of that stuff. And just be, you know, just be who you are. We're all the same age and all of that. And um, it was just fun. I mean, they were just talking. It was just like goofy stuff. And um, and so I think that's the thing too. If you, you approach people and you try to find a little bit, through, I mean, there's Amazon and then do some searches and, and kind of come after people. So tell me, tell me, um, so what, what would be some of the other main points from the, okay, let, I'm going to go to my notes, Larry. Okay. Okay. All right. I would have been great in Egypt, you know, back about 2000 years ago, the hierog- hieroglyphics. <laughs> they would have just been bring Dave in here, like just yeah. have him write some things down, and then like we'll apply meaning to those later. <laughs> or the what was it? The Qin Dynasty. I was watching something on TV about that. I don't. Maybe that's completely wrong. What that was, but the terracotta. 
warriors. Yeah, yeah, and, that's and then China. They, yeah, and then they killed all of the the workers. Um, yeah. and, and put them in these mass tombs and stuff like that. I'm like, wow. Um, okay, so I I don't know. So okay, so you describe the podcast audience demographics and indicate it. Um, oh, what the? Larry's like, what in the hell here? Oh, 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 oh. Larry, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Okay. <laughs> for this the record, I've, I've not been drinking. We could drug <laughs> test me now. I'd be fine to fly the plane. There's nothing going on here. It's just I did I didn't know. And and by the way, like I it's I don't know. It's hard to find a good pen these days. They used to make these recyclable out of like um, you know, bottles. Here's one, Larry. All right, showing up for the audience here. Maybe it is. All right. This is the oh, bottle. Oh, that's fancy. B to P, bottle to pen. And I can't find these in stores anymore. And I went online on Amazon. It was like 18 bucks for like a couple of these. I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. That doesn't seem like that's a very economic, smart yeah, thing I'm to a, do. I'm a, I'm a pen snob. I'll be honest with you. Really? Yeah. So this Oh, one, big that, time. <clears throat> this is the one that probably did it here. The Inn on Wood Lake, which I stayed there for a conference like 20 years ago. Thank you for tuning in to the Safety Doc Podcast with the nation's leading safety expert, Dr. David Perodin, author, radio show host, university instructor, researcher, expert witness, and consultant. Powerful testimonials. Dr. Perodin has a strong reputation as the go-to safety consultant, and he was still able to exceed our expectations. When we went looking for an expert in the field of crisis preparedness and prevention, David was the single person we pursued. Not easy stepping into the touchier subjects of life, but Dr. David pulls it off. Take a listen. Now, back to Dr. David Perodin and the Safety Doc Podcast. Yeah, that'd be kind of. I mean, it's it's kind of a hobby, really. I collect really? pens, and right. uh, specifically, I collect Mont Blancs. And um, oh I don't know God. if you've heard of the Mont Blanc. Yeah, uh, when I started selling cars in my early twenties, and uh, early early twenties, maybe even teens, to be honest with you, and uh, you know, trying to be one of the big dogs, I needed a Mont Blanc because that's what all back in the early nineties, all the good salesmen had Mont Blancs. And thankfully enough, if you were a salesman of the month they gave you a Mont Blanc and that's how I got my first pen. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I got my, well, actually I got my first, I don't know, two or three from that method. And I had two or three of the same pens. It's just the regular ballpoint Mont Blanc. And now I'm going, oh, this is a regular old ballpoint Mont Blanc. But if you, if you know anything about pens, you know, that Mont Blancs are, they're a little on the pricey side. They're not Bics by any means. Wow. So, uh, to put it in some perspective, uh, and this man, this was, what is this? 2018? We'll say 2000, just to round out a number. I flew into O'Hare in Chicago, and uh, they had a Mont Blanc store in the airport. Amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. And it's still there because I was just there a couple of years ago. It's not as big as it was the first time I went through there, but they still have a small kiosk now of, of Mont Blanc. And, but they did have a, a walk-in storefront, and they had a diamond-encrusted like platinum and it was octagonal, but it was spun 
So it, the, I don't even know how you'd write with it, to be honest with you. But I, I doubt that you would for the price tag. It was $11,000 <laughs> even back then. I was like, oh, my God. So I, I took a picture of it. I've probably got it somewhere. But, uh, but yeah, I've always loved me a Mont Blanc, but I doubt I'll ever have that octagonal spiral diamond-encrusted platinum one. So, <laughs> Wow. It's just like anything else, watches or anything. You know, you spend as much as you want, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's something, you know, too, like in, in podcasting, you, you know, you, you, you talk about kind of like, here's your comfort, your, you know, an intro zone where you can put some money out. And ultimately, if it, if it works for you and you want to upgrade your technology, that's fine. And if it doesn't work for you, you know, you haven't made that big of an investment. But what you've gained is you've, you've learned, you know, the public speaking side and the, and the organizing and some technology and stuff like that. So, sure. um, Hey, but going back, I've deciphered this now. Um, we talked about, you talked about demographics and, and saying, you know, that the listeners, basically you have an affluent, educated consumer. And, and I think that's important because, you know, it's not, what is it? Is it uh, Fox News? The average listener, Larry, is 66 years old, I believe. I think it, the average is wow. 66 years old. Um, wow. It could be CNN. It's one of those, one of the two. Um, but, you know, so we're talking, you know, wh- what was the demographic? It was in there like thir- 30 to 55 kind of, but. but Something at, like that, yeah. Affluent, educated consumers. So I think it, when I read that, I was immediately thinking, you know, these are the people who are listening and and they want your opinion and your reviews and kind of your expertise on things so like you know let's say um you know right you know if even if you're doing a show about podcasting and and you're talking and and you're talking about here you know i I do the sound deadening i do some of the stuff with the lighting and here's why people are like okay like i want to do this because i'm listening to this and i'm i'm actually um going to go on Amazon or whatever. I'm going to research some of these things and, and I'm going to do this. So that's the thing where I, I think I've learned in podcasting and it's been reinforced by your book of giving people um, almost like a review or information that they can use in, in kind of being specific in things. Um, like I had, I had one guest on and, and we talked about like specifically like if you have um, kids the exactly what to write to the credit agencies of saying like do not sell my child's information um at all like here is exactly what to say so like i thought that was very valuable just instead of saying like you know the credit agencies shouldn't sell your your kids information stuff like that so people are listening they're like okay i get it but like you didn't really tell me what to do and we got into that's so frustrating so so i think so we look at that, that review and tips. I, I think that's really a cool part of a show. Um, there, there's somebody um, who I know who started up thunderstorm. <laughs> and, uh, so there we go. Say, yeah, that's where my thunderstorm early. sound effects going to come in. Um, so yeah, I, I listened to, to um, a new podcaster. Um, he's 14 podcast in and he, he's a hiker. Um, lives out in Washington State and was talking about like hiking with a dog and and, and um, some really detailed, really really some cool stuff. And I I don't get into a whole lot of hiking, but I get into to some running and things like that. And he was talking about specifically like types of socks and things like that. But he never got into like saying like here's the brand I wear or like here's where to get it. And I'm thinking this is what I want. Like I want you to say like 
the exact name of like this this shirt because you're giving me a review like you've used this this is interesting to me right now i would go on and i would look this up so i think that's another thing if you have information um uh, that you're it's very specific um you know, we, we talk about the person in um, the gardener and if they're like, if, you know, you, you can get this type of lime, dolomite lime and, and here research it like this, there's, it works really well for sandy soil or not for whatever. I'm like, okay, like I've, I've got that instead of being too general. So I guess, tell me, tell me too, like you, how that works for you. Like when you're done, you feel like you've given your audience entertainment, but you've also given them things like they can go in, get more information. Um, well, I, I always try to include more information, but at the same time, you know, my, my book is really geared towards the beginner podcaster. And I try to lay down some of the foundations that you will typically come across in podcasting. Now, me, <laughs> I've never been much of a foundational kind of guy. So I kind of break the, my own rules. I'm more of a do as I, as I write, not as I do. So, <laughs> because, right, right. Just, just because I've been doing it for a while. And, you know, I know what I like. And, I, you know, I'm with a readily random, I, I'm not niche at all. You know, I am, I maintain positive stories inspirational stories, motivational stories, stories of success, stories of recovery. Um, I've had drug addicts that are on there that have recovered now. Uh, I, I've had a variety of different types of stories, but they are all a positive message. I try to give as much detail as I possibly can for each guest so that if they wanted to go deeper and, and, and research one of my guests, they definitely could. Um, I also make sure that I include all of their contact information in show notes and any kind of uh, blog posts that I make or anything along right. those lines. So I make sure they have access to these guests uh, as much as the guests want them to have access. <laughs> so somebody, somebody getting into a podcast. So, so you just mentioned it. So, so you've got the podcast itself, getting the podcast together. Yes. Um, and, and then something to write up to go with it. I, I've seen, you know, really great short summaries where people just kind of do a line and then like a, uh, hash mark and then like another, you know, kind of like their main themes. And then always with the guests, like here's the guest contact information or maybe like a blog or something like that um, to, to not leave that out. Because if, if you leave that out, I think it, it, um, it doesn't show respect to your guest. And then also um, people, uh, they're, they're going to want that information. I mean, they're, they're going to want to know so I, I, I've added that, too, um, on the bottom of mine. Like, to learn more about the guest in this episode, um, please click on whatever, and it can be a link. And I, I usually, I never run that by, like, the the guest or anything ahead of time. Because um, you, you typically, you know, you can find their stuff. And it maybe that's something, too. Of like, I when I first started out, I thought I had to, like, allow my guests the opportunity to well listen to my edit and everything and i'll have it so only you can oh, hear yeah. it and then like if it's okay <laughs> i'll publish it and it's like no but you know once once you're on um you know i'm going to do it professionally but you know it's one of those things too and um i've i've and i've never really had anybody come back and say like yeah like i totally regret being on your show or something like that um and, and it's in these funny, these, these things, these quirky things that'll happen. I had somebody on my show and I totally didn't record the show. 
So we go through the whole thing, and uh, and no, it wasn't you, Larry. Just so you know, but oh, good, thank uh, you. And and so I had set this up and had to do like some you know rescheduling, and it was really a, a, a important, relevant topic at the moment. It's still relevant, but I mean, it, it was like things were happening. It's time sensitive, and uh, I get done. And I'm like, yeah, this is really great. So get done. About five minutes later, I open up the file. I'm like, well, what? I'm like, I'm five kilobytes, you know, or whatever. I'm like, this should have been longer than that. Right. And I'm like, oh, no, I didn't record it. So um, I ended up uh, contacting this person. And I said, yeah, I had an update on my Windows that was happening the same time we were recording. <laughs> and... Uh, I don't know, but it, I don't have the episode. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I just thought I, now today I would just come out and tell somebody I didn't hit record. Like we're, we have to do it again. Um, but yeah, so it's just those, those types of things. You know, they happen, they They, happen all the time. And I've, I've had to reschedule. Uh, I had just uh, Jamie King. She was on just a couple of episodes ago. We, I think we tried four times before we finally were able to make it work to where we either our schedules meshed or I know we had two different episodes of equipment malfunctions, whether it was on my end or her end or whatever it may be, but it happens, you know, and if they want to be a guest, which they already do, right. And you want them as a guest, which you definitely do. The odds of you two working together to make it happen are, are very, very high. So it, it, even if you have a mistake or even if you encounter technical issues, it, it's not the end of the world. Right. That's, that, that's the thing. And I, I think, um, you know, that, that's another thing with a, a new podcaster. Um, you know, nothing, you don't have to have a, a perfectly produced podcast because I don't, I don't really think anybody um, has that. And I, I think if we just listen in general to, to podcasts, people kind of get off on, on, you know, tangents in different directions and things, but it's sure. That's what we do in conversation. Um, so, you talked about um, also YouTube. You talked about that in your book. Um, tell me about your experience with that and why somebody maybe like right out of the gate with podcasting might want to look at, do I want to do a vlog? Do I want to do a vlog plus MP3? So vlog plus audio. I mean, w- w- tell me what the book how you cover that in the book and what you'd recommend to someone starting out. Uh, well, the way I cover it in the book is, you know, I take it from the perspective of you don't have to spend a ton of money to undertake a podcast. And the only reason at that stage I introduce YouTube is because it's a platform where you can publish your audio at no charge. Because one of the things, as you know, that uh, is required for a podcast as we would typically define one, is a media host. So when you record your episode, you upload that episode to a, to a media host where they take your episode and they place it on their servers. And you create a feed or an RSS feed, as I mentioned in the book, and then that feed is what gives it to iTunes and all that good kind of stuff. Right. Now, the, the issue there is, is media hosts aren't free. Most of them. There are a couple that will give you a handful of episodes. They're, they're really trial basis episodes type scenarios. So you can't consistently do a podcast for free using a media host. You can consistently do a podcast on YouTube. 
Now, some people will argue, well, is that a vlog or is that a podcast? If you're doing it in an audio format, it's a podcast. If you throw it, and this is my opinion, and some people will debate this with me, and that's fine. Uh, if you're doing video like you do, then that aspect of your podcast is more your vlog or video blog. Right. Uh, and, and so again, it's really up for it's it, honestly at this stage of the game, it's semantics, but you know, you're going to have your hardcore podcasters that are from back in the day. Go, no, if you don't have an RSS feed, then you don't have anything because nobody goes to YouTube and listens to anything. Not necessarily true. Now, granted, YouTube is not going to be a great source for podcast listeners, but it is a great source for you to start podcasting. Perfect your art, right. perfect your technique, learn how to edit audio, and if you want to, even learn to edit video. There's free video editing programs out there that are very robust. Yes. I didn't get into that in the book at all uh, because, again, the book is really just, hey, man, here's how you get to a podcast. Yeah. Here's the easy way. Here's what you can do for the next step. You could maybe do this. You could do this, do this. I, I, I didn't go into a ton of detail on any particular topic because I wanted just straight line answers. I didn't want to confuse anybody right. or cause I'm the type of guy I read something, they go, well, you can do it like this, but this is better. And of course I automatically go, Oh, better. Oh, well, I don't know. Well, yeah. yeah. So I just wanted hardcore answers. What can I do? How do I get my voice out there? And if you want to do it for free, you most likely have a phone. <laughs> so you have a recording device. And you have YouTube where you can upload your MP3 file or whatever it may be that you extract from your phone. It's right. going to be an MP3 when you're done or an MP4 or whatever it may be. Right. Um, and put together some, some art, some show art or cover art for your video. Yeah. Even if it's just a still image and you don't have a video, use your cover art and it defaults to that image while you talk. So – Make you an image with the name of your show on it. Put it on your video or your audio video. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and let them see that. And you can start to establish a name. I, I don't want to go as far as to call it a brand. A lot of people call, well, my brand, you know, my – you don't have a brand, okay? The, the few people have real brands. Right. You have a brand. It's your profession. That's what you do. So the safety PhD is your brand and it's a legitimate brand. Yeah. You know, readily random is my business readily random media LLC. So that's my brand. But if you went to somebody downtown Dallas and said, Hey, did you listen to the latest, latest readily random media podcast? They'll be like, what? So that's not a brand. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Right. Uh, it, it, there's a big differentiation there. But it feels good to say, oh, yeah, my brand. So if that makes you feel good, then say it. What the heck? But, again, that's where I'm coming from with YouTube. Um, whether or not you need a vlog along with your podcast, along with your blog, in my personal opinion, depends on, A, your objectives, and, B, the amount of time you have to dedicate to creating all of this content. Because when I right. first started podcasting, I went down that road. I went down the video, the audio, the blogs, the thorough show notes. The, I, I, I tried the writing you know, a, a tweet an hour for every episode for 24 hours. I, I had tweets going out every hour on the hour 24-7. Right. And my episodes change weekly. 
So I would have 24 new tweets that I have to write. And I got to tell you, 24 tweets doesn't sound like much. But when you're sitting down, and now that Twitter's 250 characters, <laughs> and you're sitting down trying to write 24 tweets, holy shnikes, man, it is next to impossible. And I would just get frustrated. I'd get burnt out. Uh, you know, and then, too, on top of that, I was, just like you said earlier, you know, 10 hours for a podcast edit. I don't know that I ever went 10 hours. But I went a long time. You know, I think earlier today I told you four hours to one. For every one hour of audio, it was about four hours of editing. And, you know, that was before I learned how to even really edit. (laughs) You know, I was going through, and I'm, I'm pausing on purpose. So I would say something. They would say something. I would say something. And I was individually going through those wave forms of audio where that blank space is, and I was individually highlighting that fraction of a second and doing noise noise reduction on it to get rid of any any natural background noise. That's very tedious, <laughs> and it's not necessary. But and I don't want to get too caught up in, into how to edit a podcast. But my point is, there I was spending way too much time. And if you're going to present all three formats of media, uh, if you're going to market your podcast on Facebook and Twitter and yeah. uh, Instagram, because Instagram is supposed to be the cat daddy right now for, for podcasting. Uh, what else? You got Snapchat. Uh, there's a variety of them. And there's okay. some tricks to using Instagram. I saw you look a little perplexed. I don't, tell you I don't, have, it. It. I don't have it. Yeah. It, it's it's proving to provide me with some additional downloads that are that are – tangible. So I just recently started using it myself. I'm 45. I don't know about all this cool technology stuff. You know, I had to have the kids at work teach me how to use it. And uh, then there's some tips and tricks that you have to use to post a podcast. But I don't want to get, I don't want to bog you down on that for your episode. No, but, but Larry right here. So, so you're mentioning, okay, so, so I, I use Twitter. Okay. Right. You know, which is like my dad using the XP computer. You know, um, I got rid of our Facebook account like five years ago. So I, I, I have Twitter. That's it. I, we don't, we don't have a Facebook. I don't have a Facebook for safety. Well, Safety PhD has an awesome website, but um, the website, you know, is is there, I do a blog post. It's pretty comprehensive. Um, about five hundred to a thousand words for every show, sure. and and then with links, you know, out. Um, but really, that's that. I, I don't have Facebook. I don't have Snap chatted i don't have instagram but i know that's hurting me and um the other side is so how how do you do how do you do facebook without um exposing too much of your personal data or personal self how do you how do you set up like a facebook for the podcast well what you would do is set up a very basic personal page first Okay, lock it down so nobody can find you. Nobody can uh, stumble across you. Nobody can see your posts that you don't let uh, see them. You you go into the security settings and you lock it down, and then you create you a business page, or a fan page, or a group. One of the two. You could do group or you could do a business page. Um, There's a difference there between the two in that a business page, you essentially have total control over unless you assign another administrator and give them rights to post and edit and that sort of thing. Okay. Whereas a group, which might be really great for you, uh, allows for interaction. People ask to join the group. Um, you can, even now, they've, they've introduced some new security measures. 
in that you can set up a, a, a three-question questionnaire that they have to answer before you even approve them to come onto the site. So you can vet the members, hopefully knocking out a lot of the trolls and a lot of the, you right. know, whatever it may be, just people out there just joining for fun. Um, people are there for a legitimate reason. So there are some measures in place that really make a Facebook group a really huge benefit. And from there, you can obviously post all your episodes. You can post your blog posts. You can post your, if you release a new book, um, your appearances on various media outlets, right. all that stuff. And I mean, that is a great resource. That is a great resource to have. Um, you don't have to, obviously. You don't have one now. But it is a very, very valuable tool. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of incomplete in that area, and and you know I, I use I use Twitter, and and I I do have the following which has has grown, um, but I know I would I'd be more effective, and that's where you know when when I read it in your book, I kind of paused. I'm like, yeah, I know I need to do this. Like I I Larry's right on, and um, you know this is another way to reach my audience and to have some interaction to allow people to post back and forth. Um, so, okay. So, I mean, thanks for saying that. I, I am going to, um, I'm going to go there. I'm, I'm going to figure out how I want to do that. It's just, you know, we hear all this stuff with this personal, you know, privacy and stuff like, like that and, and what is, what's being gathered and what isn't. So, um, actually though, I'll tell you though, Larry, the reason I got off Facebook really wasn't because of any of that. It was just, um, getting sick and tired of, of responding to like you know people from high school or other things or it's like hey i just got this you know new car or like here's right. my you know um you know whatever my kids just uh, scored a goal and here's a picture of, of the thing it's like okay you know but like i don't need any more of these things and it, it just got to be like every time it would ding 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 and and that's where on Twitter I like it because it's really I, I do get some DMs, you know, direct messages, but it's I can just share out information like on the show and I can I can do things like that. And that's what I kind of want to do is get that out there. And um, you can do that on Facebook. Just as it just takes a little more setup and a little more understanding how the security settings work. And I promise you won't hear how little Tommy skinned his knee on the soccer field Saturday morning. I we can cut all that out. And okay. we can get you a page set up that is specifically for the safety PhD. Definitely works. So I'm actually teaching a class in two weeks. Really? On on introduction to Facebook groups and how to set up Facebook pages for uh, for a nonprofit. Actually, is what I'm doing it for. I would I would love to hear that, or even if there's an addendum that you have, or or some kind of video that that you put together, um, because I, um, I, I I'm really interested in that. Cool. Cool. So, well, I mean, I'll happy. I'll, I will be happy to talk to you about it. So you talked about YouTube, and people mm -hmm. think YouTube is, is video. And, and as you indicated, YouTube, I think, is a place um, where you can start out a podcast and upload sure. your MP3. And, and they've updated the editing software. I don't edit in YouTube, but I used to. Um, and and it's, it was pretty good, and now I think it's even better. Um, and the thing with YouTube is once you upload, you can also take that and download your own stuff. So let's say that you want to go to a dedicated um, podcasting host, you can download all of your MP3 versions or, you know, you, you can go online and, and find somebody just asked me this. Um, <laughs> somebody emailed me and liked my show on YouTube and said, 
Um, how I, I want to listen to this though as an MP3. Like, do you recommend a free online converter? I'm like, I, can can you search the internet? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It's called G O O G L E. So I, I wanna and and I do that once in a while though. Like, I'll find something on something is posted on YouTube, some documentary or something like that, or or somebody, and and you can go in and, and find on Google, yeah, these converters, and you just put it in there, and it it, it shoots you out in MP3. But um, so yeah, that's a cool way because you're right. You don't have to to because one you have to sign like the one year contract, you know, with the hosting. And my initial host right. for the safety doc um, was was SoundCloud, and and then you know every week SoundCloud was like SoundCloud is hemorrhaging like four hundred million dollars, and every <laughs> yep. half the employees like it was just bad news, and they've kind of leveled the ship. But I'm like I, I don't know about this. So then I, I migrated you know over to Podbean, and, and that's been been much better for me but i mean there's different different sites for different people um but youtube has been very consistent i've been very pleased with with my videos so when i record and so anyone listening out there i just have a i have a regular um, webcam and um so then i i have it hooked up to a, a a usb microphone which is in front of me um, and I had to understand the settings between cardioid and stereo and all of that. Didn't, didn't take too long <laughs> to figure that out, but, um, cause, cause typically the settings that are on the camera itself and it's further away from you, they're, they're just not that good. So if you can at least get a mic that's closer to you, that's, that's a step in, in the right direction. But, um, so the, it's just pretty standard in those cameras, you know, are pretty, pretty high end, um, for like you know what 50 bucks you can get a, a pretty decent camera yeah i mean i i got this 1080p logitech i think it's a c something 290 390 990 okay. whatever it is yeah uh, so i've got something kind of similar to it yeah um i did i also um have shot some where i've got like my camcorder you know which was maybe like 300 bucks and then i run an xlr plug into it and a zoom recorder and people are listening to this these are kind of some basic things and, and that's worked really well too because then i can mm-hmm. repel mic or i can actually set the zoom in front of me and then i can get the video from the camcorder but um the but the neat thing is for and, and i have i've saved some overlays that i just always bring in when i do my editing and my editing software doesn't take me too long to render it and but people want to see me especially so i do safety consulting um in addition to my regular job and people will say what are some things you've done like where we can actually log in and 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 see you and i'm like well you know i've got the safety doc on youtube every every episode so you can here's like three that i would recommend that are probably similar to what you're asking me to do like people i've had on guests in and that's great because then your tangible it, it, um, it goes beyond the voice and i think sure obviously they like the voice too but but people i get asked that more and more um or even like if it's if someone wants to to if they're doing a podcast and they want to do something that's you know a live of a, a video maybe just once you know one or two a year or something and throw it out there sure i, I think it helps add depth to Okay, well, that's who—that's the person behind the voice or whatever. But for me, it's been a great business um, tool, and so I will get if I do a show just on my own, and I, I might get and I take I take a like over a four week span. I might get five six hundred downloads on audio, and then maybe 
50 views on YouTube. So fi- people be like 50, well, that's not very much. Yeah, it isn't very much, but I, th- I still find value in that. And it doesn't take much just to upload it. I'm not doing a whole bunch of video editing. Um, but then when I have a guest on, everything doubles. Flat out, everything doubles. When I have a, when I have a guest, I am getting double the downloads in, in audio and double the downloads in video. So I think that's another part when somebody starts out of, you know, if you're going to go solo, and I mean, a lot of people have great stories to tell, but if you're thinking of doing this long haul and like a Stefan Molyneux at what freedomain.com, I think is, you know, like 4,400 podcasts or something like that right now. Um, you've, you've got to have guests. <laughs> yeah. You, you definitely need somebody to help carry the conversation at, at some point, you know, just, just me talking about whatever, um, isn't, isn't going to do it. And, and sometimes those episodes are relevant, um, because, you know, something has happened and, and I want to get on and, and, or I take an article or a couple articles and I'll, I'll kind of like dissect those, um, but I think it's it's important to, for people to think about that right off the bat because if you're going to go solo, I think that's a hard way to do it. And and I, I would recommend to people probably not. Is is that what you're thinking, Larry? I mean, you can always go solo, I guess, if you want to. But yeah, I, I wouldn't mean, try to fly to plane alone. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not in the position to tell anybody how to do their show. But I can definitely make the recommendations like you're saying. And it was much easier for me with a co-host and with a guest. Uh, I doubled up. I had a co-host regardless. And then at times, I'd say close to every episode, my co-host and I would have a guest that would join us over Skype or whatever it may be. And that is so much easier because you're literally just having a conversation. Right. And that's what a podcast is. It's just, it's just speech. It's just conversation. You know, you have stuff like Serial, which is a podcast. It's a, you know, it's a storytelling podcast where they set the mood and they tell this ongoing story one chapter at a time. And that's cool, but it's also uh, very unique. You know, you're probably not going to do that coming out of the gate. And that's one of the things I was saying, too, about editing. Don't over-edit. Serial, right. very well edited. Also, very well produced and professionally backed. So, you know, they're backed by NBC. They're, 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 they're right. massive. You know, they've got massive money, and they've got the ultimate pros at doing the show. To put something in perspective, excuse me, uh, you had mentioned that you, you, you had 50 views on YouTube, and you go, well, that's not very many. Well, if, if you're comparing yourself to, like, the number one podcast on iTunes right now, whoever that may be, I don't even know. I used to know all the time because, oh, I got to get there. Odds are you're not going to get there. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to rain on anybody's parade. But to get up there, you're going to have a really, really, really long haul. Good luck, and I wish you the best. But you're going to have a very long haul. So if you're looking to make millions of get millions of downloads, and then you come over here and you say I had 50 listens, okay, it sounds like you're just wasting your time, right? But you're not. Take 50 people and put them in a conference room. Have you ever had to give a speech in a conference room where you had 25 people? Right. Have you ever had to give a presentation at school where you had 25, 30 other students that were looking right at you as you gave this speech? Was that a lot of people? Damn right. It was a lot of people. Well, yeah. So 50 yeah. downloads 
is a lot of listens for just an average person. No insult to you. I mean, just I'm taking the number 50 as a, as a, as, as a milestone. Even if you have 50 downloads for your podcast, that's 50 people that listen to you. Can you go anywhere and talk to 50 people right now and tell them exactly what you want to say? No, can't do it. There's no other place you can do it. So if you have 50 people, that is amazing. That is an amazing opportunity to tell your story to 50 people. So uh, it's all perspective, and it's all in how you want to look at it. You know, I had delusions of grandeur when I started, too. I thought, well, if Joe Rogan can do it, Larry Roberts can do it. I got you, bro. You know, it's just, it's a little different game. Now, granted, he's been doing it a lot longer than, you know, you and I combined probably have. So that's something else that you have to keep in perspective is the timing. Podcasting is a long haul game. It is not, it's not an overnight success thing. And, you know, we see so many new stars or new singers or new who are performers of any sort that seem to just pop up on the map. And now suddenly they're overnight stars. I've never heard of, I don't know, Cardi B up until last year. Well, Cardi B been around for a long, she's a pop singer. I don't okay. listen to her stuff, All but right. I know who she is because she does this funny little, that's, I, she, that's how she talks. She makes that sound. I don't know why, but she cracks me up just from that when I see her on TV. But she had been around for a long, long time prior to making this sudden, you know, burst onto the scene last year, year before, whenever it was. It's the same way with most anybody else, unless it's a manufacturer group like, you know, an NSYNC or a, a boy band or something that they literally manufacture for mass production. Right. But if, if you have a legitimate performer, I mean, oh, God, what's her name? The tall, um, oh, my gosh, the tall pop singer that's, uh, she's like the number one chick right now. Um all I can think of is Nancy Grace, and that is not her name. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Larry. Keisha? I don't either. I don't know. Who's it? Anyway, uh, Taylor Swift? That, yes, boom, there it is, Taylor wow. Swift. Wow. Exactly who it was. Great, wow. you with Jeopardy. So, um, and I probably busted out your audio there. I'm sorry, but I got excited. <laughs> so, Taylor Swift is like the number one pop star. She used to sing country. Right. Anybody know that? She sang country. It's just um, she switched from from country over to to pop. A lot of people may not know that. Okay, I didn't know it till the other day. So maybe other people were more hip than I am. I don't know, but I didn't know that. So I thought she just burst onto the scene. But my whole point in not being able to remember Taylor Swift's name is that it took her a long, long time to become a name, and it may take you a long, long time right. to become a name, and you may never become a name. But guess what? Those 50 people that listen to you consistently, you impacted 50 people. Try and, impacting 50 people in another format. And I, re, you know, and you, you, I'm sure you get this too, but um, I will periodically receive emails from people who have listened to shows. And, mm-hmm. and most of the emails are very positive. And, and it was somebody um, overseas that had, had listened to a show and they're just like, I, what you were saying, I completely could relate to like I went through a similar experience or I even I forget what the episode was um but it was just thank you for doing this like because I heard this um and especially it was it was a guy and he said yeah you know guys talking about you know like being nervous at the scene of an accident or whatever it was like you know it's not cool but like I encountered something very similar and and I just feel better like after listening to the show so just like thanks for doing the show and it was just like, whoa, like that, 
that was really cool. Um, I had no idea that person was out there. And, and then once, once I personally got to, so I, this is episode 66. Um, but once I got to episode 50, and for a while I was cranking out one episode a week, and then I kind of scaled back a little bit on that. But I, I still get out, you know, about three, three months. But once I got to episode 50, then things really started to click. I, I think I have down like my intro and I spent, you know, I spent some money then because I knew I was going to keep doing it on uh, having an intro done, you know, a voice intro. And then um, I, a little bit more time on on things like that and kind of like an intro commercial <laughs> for my, my show, which was some quotes on um, people I had worked with. So some testimonial quotes. So, so like a 25 second thing of like, thanks for listening to the safety doc and sure, you know, whatever. Um, and, and to break things up a little bit if I needed to switch topics uh, within the show. But um, the cool thing was once I, once I got to like 50 shows, all of a sudden my analytics started to really tick up. And I think I had enough episodes out there where people would look and say, well, yeah, well, if I listen to this and I like it, there's more episodes I can download. And, um, you know, you get recycled through Twitter or you just start showing up more in different platforms because you've been out there. Like you, they they start to generate things like you don't even know. Like they're like, I found you on fmstory.net or whatever. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, so it all gets out there and over time. But once I hit 50 episodes yeah then the analytics started to take off and now um i i'm i to be honest like larry i i never expected like i would do a show and get like a thousand downloads i sure and for some people that are listening to like a thousand downloads isn't many at all um but like for other people are like wow you know like one of my friend who's who's just starting out you know we did he's on episode 14 and he's like at seven downloads. I said, I was kind of there too, you know, and then all of a sudden um, stuck with it. And, and then it's positive to see that because like I'm, I'm getting more Twitter followers and getting more action. Like when I post um, people will start to do little comments or DMS back. I don't really have a message board and in YouTube, sometimes people will put things underneath, but um, you know, that that's something maybe Facebook can help me build out. But now it's really, and even an episode I didn't think was going to um, be that popular that I did recently, um, you know, did turn out to be very popular. And somebody emailed me and they're like, hey, we really like that you started it this way and that you talked about whatever. Um, and I kind of gave a story about, you know, it, 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 I'll just touch on this. Um so, you know, being the safety doc, I work at uh, the Wisconsin School for the Blind, and I talked about how even, like, in safety and being an expert witness and the things that I've had to do is that you, you overlook things in safety. <laughs> and I, I start out with this story, and it was just on my mind, and I wanted to share it, and it was about um, a high school boy, and it's it, it was a, a Friday, and, uh, you know, maybe like a month ago. Pretty, I thought it was a pretty warm day. I'm looking outside the window. I'm thinking it's like 45, 50 degrees. It seemed like the... Snow was melting off the the roof, you know, like, you, I, I don't know. So I hadn't been outside since the morning when it was cold. So the kid asked me, he's like, hey, uh, what's the temperature outside? Like, do I need my jacket? And he's got like a three-hour bus ride home. I'm like, I don't know. It looks pretty warm to me. I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking it's like good. Like, I don't, I don't think you need a jacket. So um, the kid, so I, I step outside then a couple hours later, I'm done with work and it's like freezing. Like it's 
20 degrees blasting wind and i'm like oh my goodness i sent felix on the bus without a jacket and once they get on the bus like they put all your luggage down below and that's it like you're on the bus and i felt really bad and i'm thinking you're the safety doc i mean you can check the temperature (laughs) all these analytical things you tell people about you know in real life of, of situational awareness and whatever and i'm like yeah i'm looking out the window it's sunny i'm like you're fine so just just a point of reflection on my own thing of how easy it was, even though like I do this, and just I think people in general, um, you know, when you think of different safety things, you know, did I did I block this or did I you know turn this burner off or whatever or did you know, and and it happens to all of us. Like so, I I present and people think like maybe I'd be hyper vigilant and and I would always go through this empirical process and and there totally I was just. I, I just deviated off and, and thankfully like I, I found him on Monday and he's like, yeah, I put, I wore my jacket. Everything was fine. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, good. But, um, but yeah, I, I had somebody listen to that and they're like, that was an awesome story. So they, they emailed me and they're like, that was a really cool story. Um, enjoyed it. And, and that's a nice way to start out. Like it was some like, again, you know, you you make these connections with people and you kind of find your, your groove and, um, I, I'm glad I didn't let the analytics drive me at the start because I think after 10 episodes, I, I, I read somewhere, Larry, I think it was like um, most most podcasts get to about 10 episodes and they fizzled. The people, yeah, I, I think the number that I've heard over the years is seven. If you make okay. it past seven, yeah, and, and it could be 10. I mean, and different people are going to give you different numbers, but they're in the same ballpark. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you make it into those double digits so and, and you got to. Yeah, you got a little, uh, you got a little commitment now. You know, you, you're feeling it. You're rolling. Yeah, and just like anything in life, if we did it, the more you, you do it, the more you, you get comfortable with it. And again, I think it's getting that media out there, and then the fact that the different between iTunes and different searches people do, your stuff is going to show up over time because it's it'll it'll be on different platforms that, that kind of harvest this that you don't even know about in a good way, nothing to be, be afraid about. Um, so it, I'm excited. I, I like my show. Um, I feel it invigorates me. It's a way for me to communicate on a lot of different topics that have to do with safety from like agency and purpose. I'll have people that'll talk about, you know, like mental health well-being. I'll also have people talk like about physical safety or like you know in winter in wisconsin you know how do how do you approach safety when you're traveling you know what are things that you're going to pack or what would you do under certain circumstances and um so so being able to go off a lot of things and actually so i have an nfl player um who will be on it and we've been communicating back and forth for quite a while um but that will specifically focus on the safety of once he became an nfl player they sat him down and they said, listen, like your family's now a target for uh, extortion. Like people are going to walk by and your parents in a wave and whoop, they slip on the sidewalk. And now your parents are sued because they know you have money. You know, you're going to be a target for extortion and all of these things of, you know, people coming up to you and posing for pictures and, and um, you know, might try to to make a picture look like something was happening that, that wasn't. So, so he's, there's this whole training thing no one ever knows about that they go through and they sit you down. And also the fact of, of just the craziness, you know, like the, the rookie who all of a sudden has a hundred thousand dollar SUV with a flat screen TV, like in the SUV and antennas and all this, you know, stuff. And, 
And um, so, so you know, that was the part we're going to talk about was that safety. And I think it translates, you know, if people, if you win the lottery or things, but, um, but it can be somebody who might inherit money or something like that or know somebody or a relative and, and stuff like that. But I think it's an interesting story because you don't think of these things when you see these people and you want to envy them. And, and he's a great guy and people will know who he is. But again, he said there's this, this thing you have to really be careful where you're at and what you do when you're in this role. And um, you're very specifically – and he said, actually, once I was out of the NFL, I, I you know, he just recently retired. He said, I kind of got my life back. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think some things like that. So, Larry, as we, as we wrap up, um, tell me some feedback you've been getting on, on the book. Well, I- Thankfully, the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. Um, I'm still kind of hoping for a negative. That doesn't inspire anybody of your listeners. Hopefully, just go out and give me a negative review. I don't want any negative reviews. But some feedback that's constructive would be nice. You know, if I, if I, I was going to do a, uh, an, an update to it, a, a revision, or uh, maybe even just inspiration for another book on a topic within right. podcasting that I could expand on. Uh, that would really, really bring out uh, some value for several people. Uh, I, I may go back and do that, um, but as it is right now, you know, like I mentioned, the book's going to print next week for the hardback, and then I'm going on tour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm going on tour. Yeah, down to the uh, to the local courthouse, and uh, you know, I'm doing some classes there. <laughs> so that's about as extensive as the tour is going to get. I'm going downtown, but um, you know, I just I just want to learn from this and take notes and be better prepared. And actually for the next book, I I won't be doing it in 30 days or 20 days. So, (laughs) you know, I think it's amazing though, Larry, I have to really give you credit for one publishing the book. Um, because I, I I mean, I've, I published 177 page, you know, dissertation and, and a lot of kind of professional journal articles, but I actually, have a book contract um, with with an advance, and I kind of wrote the book, but I never like I never submit. I, I, it didn't kind of go the direction that the publisher and I wanted it to go, and um, I just kind of lost steam with it. So I'm looking at this, and I'm I'm like, wow, because I I know it's hard to keep the momentum going on this, and that kind of carries over to the whole thing with a podcast too. It's like you know you can get all revved up and start it, and then after you know, maybe seven, eight episodes. Um, if you're, if you're judging yourself by analytics or some other things or some learning curve stuff of like, Oh, I got the settings wrong on whatever. Um, it's like, no, you know, stick with it. And, and so, so you said you're 30 days. I, tell me more about this because like I'm sitting here and I'm like, what did you have a calendar? Did you have a, did you have a big thing in research? Okay. So, is member checks like other people checking in on you and be like, Hey Larry, like what do you have done? And they're like, show me like, we, we did have that. And if you know, I joined a masterclass or a a group basically to do this. And we had calls, I would say twice a week for the first few weeks. Um, and myself and only one or two others were on the path to make the 30 day goal. Others were still on the mastermind, but they were going to have to postpone for a month or publish in two months. So they kind of stretched it out a little bit. And as 
we got closer to being finished, the calls, you know, are, are getting further and further apart. And, and now the leader of the mastermind, she just went on vacation with her husband. So I can't fault her there. So that's great. She's going to Columbia. Hope she has a great time. So, um, for me, it, again, it was something that I've always wanted to do was write a book. I never knew what to write about. I had Laura on my show, Laura Peterson. She told me about her mastermind. I pondered it because she started at the first of March. So I said, ponder, I'm from Texas. I'm sorry. I debated it. <laughs> okay. And, and it was literally like 10 PM on February 28th when I sent her a message on Facebook and I said, okay, I'm in. Wow. And it started the next day. So, and, and you know, some of that too may have been having to convince the, uh, the wife. Okay. Yeah. That it wasn't just a fluke deal. Cause old Lair tends to get a little sidetracked at times <laughs> and want to do a whole lot of fancy things. So, uh, but after I convinced the wife and got the, got the kitchen pass to go ahead and move right. forward, we, we just went to work, man. And you know, like I, I, I don't know if I said this before we started the show or, or after, but when I started writing, I, I was going, uh, a similar thing happened. I was taking it in a direction that I really wanted to talk about some of these things, right? But it, it as I kept writing, it just didn't seem like the appropriate forum for some of the stories that I was sharing. So uh, 10 days in, I went back and had to basically just wipe it yeah. and start over. So I started over and I gave just a, you know, I think I start my book off by saying this is not an autobiography, but, you know, here's a paragraph or two about me. So I I like that. Yeah, I I, I thought, you know, the book had a a great introduction to it. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And, you know, the the introduction was just so that we got to know each other. And and of course, I'm probably not going to meet every reader. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much a guarantee. But. I wanted it to feel like we knew each other, and I wanted it to feel like I was providing this information on a very cordial, very open, very I-want-you-to-succeed basis. And when I started taking that approach, everything just kind of started falling into place. And I'm not saying that from that point I just I just knocked it out. Uh, there were still several chapters that I had a hard time getting out, some direction. Uh, changing the the table of contents and positioning chapters here or there and moving this paragraph to this chapter because it makes more sense, um, that sort of thing. Uh, there was still a lot of that going on. There were a lot of late nights. Uh, there was a lot of, don't, don't tell my boss, but there was a lot of maybe doing a little bit of work too. So, um, <laughs> so I mean, there was just working on it at every opportunity. And my, my podcasting, kind of suffered a little bit while I was doing it. You know, I, I wasn't researching guests. I wasn't inviting guests. Uh, I was lucky enough to have guests from the mastermind come on and talk about their journey and why they're writing their book and what they're writing about and what their goals are for it. Uh, and, and that kept the show going because I, I, I just, I couldn't serve two masters during that month. There was just no way that was going to happen. And even when I did do the podcast, I didn't have my 24 tweets. I had my Facebook. Uh, I, I posted to Facebook a couple times. I would do a couple of live videos, you know, a little Facebook live action, which is phenomenal for garnering attention and and, and transitioning that attention into listeners. Okay, it's, it's invaluable. Um, but uh, uh, we can talk about that later. But um, again, I couldn't serve two masters, so it was buckle down, 
focus on the book, you know, any other hobby that I have goofing off or whatever that was on the back burner. It was just, you know, come to the Casa, take care of the pups, get the wife situated, do all, you know, the evening chores and then just, just jump into it. And there were many nights where I was, yeah. Like, what do I do now? Right. You know, what do I write now? I don't even know what I, I'm done right. and I'm on page 40, you know? <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's not a big book, you know, it looks like when it goes to print, um, and, and I'm going to try to, to change it enough to, it looks like it's at 100 pages for the print version. Right. And I don't want it to be 100 even pages. I don't, I don't know why. Okay. It could be 99. Or it could be 101, right. but I don't want 100 because it just seems, I don't know, it just seems so intentional. And it's not, you know, I, I don't want, it's like, oh, he just, he just wrote enough to get to 100. You know, he wrote, you know, he wrote this paragraph, it's stupid, but he had to get to page 100. You can and have the note pages, Larry, you know how people do that? Wait, like, I can't, yes. For your own notes. <laughs> There's page 102 hey, right by there. By the way, you, what Larry does, what, what you do in the book, you know, you, you, you have those reflection points where you're like, hey, answer this, answer this, those check-ins. Yeah. And, and that's just... Is. That is just good. Um, that's just good writing in in this. Just so people know, like I'm saying, you know, in in, in like the stuff I've done in in my research, you know, writing and doctoral stuff. But that's really good the way that you put this together because you stop people and you're like, let's let's do a little content check here. And if someone's like, oh, I'm not, I'm a little fuzzy on that. Let me go back and reread that. So like when I'm going through that, like. It was this, these competency checks. It, it was really well laid out, Larry. I mean, it's, 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 I, so yeah. Okay. So a hundred pages. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, again, it's not a big book, um, but, and it's easy reading and you, you know, it's uh, even to make a hundred pages, it's double spaced. I think actually it's a one and a half spaced with uh, maybe a 10 or 12 inch Calibri font. So uh, that's my favorite font. I can't stand Times like New Roman. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why I hate Times so New Roman. I can't stand Yeah. It's like, ugh, I hate it. such a hideous font, but some people love it. So whatever, man. But I, all, all my emails are, this, are Calibri and everything I do is Calibri unless somebody comes back and says, Larry, uh, that's not the format. We need to go ahead and use Times New Roman here. And I have that happen at work. I mean, some guys are, I, I do a lot of documentation at work as well. So uh, a lot of guys are sticklers for exact same format, even on down to the font, you know, and it's like, yeah. okay, no one's going to see it outside of our department. So who cares? <laughs> it's what, it's yeah. what I want to say, you know, but, uh, but no, you can't say that. You go, okay, yes, sir. Sorry. So the book though, <laughs> I mean, it complements the podcast because now people know you as, as Larry Roberts, podcaster, voiceover, but also the book. So right, if right, you're doing a search, right. they have they have the book. So so I think it it it, it serves you because it, it bounces people back now to your podcast. So the time that you put into it, again, I think it's remarkable what you're able to accomplish. Because I remember I was communicating with you, and you're like, "I'm working on this book right now." I'm like, well, wh- "Where did this come from?" I'm like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like, "Hey, Dave, it's live. It's over here." Yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, "Wow!" I mean, this. I'm okay. I'm like, now, I, I gotta uh, be honest too, though. And, and since I've published it, I've noticed a couple of errors. There are a couple of spelling errors. I think there's a grammatical error or two in there that I've found since that's because I let my wife proofread it. I should not have done that. But anyhow, I will go back and I'm, I'm those will be fixed in the print version. And I'm also going to end up uploading a corrected version of the Kindle book as well. But if you've already bought it, you won't get the corrected version. So, but. so let me <laughs> ask you this. Are you thinking to do it? Are you thinking to do an audio? Because, um, 
I'll be honest, a lot of books that I buy, I, I search for the audio version so I can sure. listen to because I, I have a fairly long commute. It's just, it's, it's, I like to consume my media that way. Sure. I think it just makes sense to do an audio version of it as, as well. Um, and that'll be the last version that I do. So I'll have all three formats. I'll have the Kindle version. I'll have the okay. print version. And then I'll have uh, the audiobook version as well. So it's just it, I, I prioritized which ones, you know, go where. And the audio version is, is going to be the final one. So I'm pretty excited about that. I tend to do some audio every once in a while. So yeah. <laughs> uh, to do my own book in audio format will be a lot of fun. Oh, wow. You know, Larry, it's funny. Um, so as we do this podcast, uh, my wife and daughters are out of town uh, tonight at a wedding rehearsal. And when I do shows, I have to tell them, you know, the laptop's got to be off. The iPads have got to be off. Every, the social media, because they will thin my my bandwidth down yes. to a sliver. And then I'm like getting, you know, things are cutting in and out. I'm like, no, dad needs like <laughs> this 90 minute block. I will come up. Like we've got to shut the devices down um, because, because yeah, I mean, and, and I can actually go in um, on my wife. They don't know this, but I can, you know, log in on the Wi-Fi and I can kind of shut their stuff down. Yeah. And uh, hey, dad, the internet's not working. I'm like, yeah, I've noticed that too. Okay, go upstairs. I'm going to keep working here. But uh, so here, I, here's, I wanted to come back on your book. I, I was thinking about this and it just popped back in my mind. But another reason I like your book in comparison to other books on podcasting, is um, we're, we're taking a we're taking a trip to South Dakota this summer, um, yeah. family trip with the girls. We have I've been out there before, but um, it was before um, we were married, and uh, so I have a friend who had lived out in South Dakota, and what he did was gave me we had a phone conversation. He, I had a map up, <laughs> he had the same map and he's like, okay, like here's here, here's whatever, here's an, in here's some things and whatever. Um, and so we had a discussion about South Dakota, but, um, he didn't say like on day one, you go here and then you go here and then you go here and you do this. And there are that, that's where people tend to go with books on podcasting. When I look, it's like here in, here's exactly what it's it's the positionality is so like it's you're, you're seeing it through that person's eyes you have to do it their way or it's it's not the right way and then especially when they get into the technology you do an awesome job with that larry because people get so sophisticated in like laying out like you have to get a mixing board and over here and then this and i'm like oh my god like dude like back off okay yeah and and uh so you, you do a great job on giving people um, these areas and saying, okay, like explore over here and, and see what works for you, what you like, what you don't, and, and then kind of take it. Okay, and then on, in this chapter, here's some things, you know, to consider. Here's, here's some of whatever, and then explore, and then whatever. Um, and that's where I really like it because you can have 100 people that are going to read this book, and let's say that they all do podcasts. They're all going to formulate them different versus other books that are out there where it's like it will have, boom, here's my whatever, here's my whatever, here's my whatever. And maybe it'll work for a couple of those people, but it's it's not. It's it, it's too prescribed. So, um, again, uh, I'm sure you just use your, your professional background. You referenced, you know, as you put this together, but you left so many doors open for people to go like, do I want to go and, 
explore behind door A, door B, door C? Do I want to mix these two together? What works for me? Um, at the same time, without like being totally lost, like, you know, like, okay, I know I'm in South Dakota. I know here's some things I want to do, but here's like the order I want to put them in or like, no, nah, I don't, I don't want to go over to Harney Peak or whatever, because it's not really for me. Um, so I love that. So Larry, we get to, if you, if you took this, um, and let's say there's, there's a level two to this. Okay a level two that comes out, um, what would be those things you kind of talked about of, of where would you go a little deeper or what might you introduce when the book was done? You're like, ah, uh, maybe here's something I, and, and everybody's there. I mean, with anything, sure, any TV sure. show with stuff that, that gets cut out or whatever, what would you be like, here's something I want to add. I think I would go more into the marketing of the show, uh, I'd, different, I'd like different different ways to get your show out there because there are some very unconventional methods that I use that I've some of my most dedicated listeners have come across my show in a way just through meeting me for instance um, I joined a, a local uh, business professional club they call it business soup and we meet about once a month sometimes twice a month and it's various entrepreneurs and business owners in the local area uh, and introduce yourself and there's usually a topic and a presenter and somebody, uh, the, the presenter rotates. Well, as, as I went in there, uh, I met everyone, told them what I did, where I'm from. And, right. you know, there's two or three of the people that are in the group now that never miss an episode. That's awesome. They've gone back, awesome. they've downloaded all of my episodes and those aren't people that I would have landed as listeners. Most likely it could have happened, but most likely not. If I hadn't been out in the public shaking hands and kissing babies, basically, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's that sort of thing that I would talk about. And it's, it's not just that perspective, but digital media, where do you focus your efforts? Where are you going to get your best return in my, it's all opinion based, obviously, because somebody else is going to tell you the same thing, but I would take it from the exact same perspective that I took that book. It's a conversation and it's not how you do it. It's here's yeah. what you can do. It's here's an option for you. You can do it this way. Uh, just like, you know, I, I laid out the equipment. I went very, very basic, even not even real equipment with your phone and YouTube all, all the way to I laid out a variety of different microphones and, and that sort of thing. I didn't get too in depth in the technology. Uh, social media, the media host, not the social media host, but your media host. I don't know how many of those are listed, six, seven, eight of them. So uh, I did make a reference to Spreaker because I think Spreaker's got a pretty cool-looking deal. Uh, I don't know if they're any good or not, you know. But if I do another show, uh, I may give Spreaker a shot. Libsyn's always been my go-to. Love Libsyn. Wouldn't change my show over to anything else. Uh, but that doesn't mean I would use Libsyn the next time because there's always, you know, there's that new kid on the blog. And they're always fancier and they're always shinier. And, you know, they offer this and that and all these nice little bells and whistles. So you want to play with them. But it's the same thing with the with the the um, advertising your show or, or promoting your show. I think there's that's great, right? Right there because I mean, we hit on it before, right? I, I don't have Facebook, I don't have Instagram for right. the show. It, I right. don't have it, but but that that leaves me, and I don't know how to. I don't. I'm under promoting my show. Sure. I, I I know that. I know that right off the bat, and um, so so I. And it is kind of mysterious to me. I don't know how to do this. Like, so to see this and, and to have some suggestions or some screenshots or whatever. And 
So yeah, I, that would be helpful. Um, you know, one, one thing too. So what's your thought on this? So I, uh, when I got to, to podcast, maybe 50, I started to number all of my podcasts right at the start. Right. Because what I was finding with other podcasts that I liked, like people would just give it a title, but they wouldn't like, so I'm always safety doc podcast. So SDP and then a space and then like the number. So, you know, 51, 52. So you can reference the, the episode. And then when it goes into an MP3 player, um, it puts it all in order. Right. Right. And, and so I know some, some, um, podcasts I listen to and it drives me crazy because all they do is they put like a title down and they never put the title of the podcast. So it's like, you know, um, living in small house in Sacramento. I'm like, okay, that goes under L and then the next one could be, you know, harvesting rainwater during whatever. I'm like, well, what the hell? Like, I don't know where all of this is now because like you don't have, when I bring this up, like, and, and that's something where I think right from the start, those are things to make people aware of. Um, cause it's hard to go back and change like 50 episodes and it, put in. A it, it is. Title. And it, in reference to that specific topic, um, I used to do the exact same thing. I would number my episodes first, you know, I'll one through whatever it would, would be so that it would follow numeric order. The problem is recently, I'll say six months ago, iTunes changed the way their algorithm works. Okay. So if you're numbering your podcast now, if you start the name of the podcast off with a, with a number, it doesn't get as high a priority in the algorithm. So I don't know if Podbean uh, addressed this or not, but Libsyn, my media host, they specifically added fields to their upload process so that you could put the, the number in uh, when, when you upload it. It'd be like metadata, basically is what it is. Yes. Uh, but I also, and this is fine, this doesn't affect the algorithm, I always now, it's not as beneficial, but it still keeps a, a running track of your episode numbers. I, I put the episode number at the end. And again, I know it, it doesn't help to sort it at all, but it just kind of still lets me hold on to that old school mentality of numbering them. But that's the only reason that I stopped putting numbers in the front of them is because they changed their algorithm. So, okay. Well, see, uh, that's, that's good to know because, um, that'll probably, I'll probably change things up, um, and move it to the end. And I, I just want to make sure even when I'm downloading stuff that I can kind of check it off like that. Okay. I've listened to, to this because, as I'm listening, I might forget, like, if I'm just going by title, because I listen to so much. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that. So so I think, as, as we've talked, you know, people on how to get it out there, and these are all things that aren't going to cost a lot of money, and just even the word of mouth. Um, and as you said, you've, you've got, like, the business club that you meet with. Well, they listen to your podcast also, and they get on Facebook and, and message a couple friends who all of a sudden live in Boston, and they're like, hey listening to this podcast and Nate, Dr. Nate Rogier was on and, and I don't know if I pronounced that right. Or, um, <laughs> uh, what was it? Do, um, Dr. Roland with the fidget spinners and, uh, yes, you know, Roland Rots. I, I, I know that, uh, you know, you, your school system, uh, you had mentioned or whatever, uh, was doing a lot of stuff with sensory and here's this excellent podcast about whatever. And all of a sudden, boom, now you've, you've got this crisscrossing of networks of all over and then the people that they might know. And, um, so yeah, I, I think that's you're right. It's it's fascinating. It can, it can connect up. Um, so yeah, Larry, I 
I just want to, again, commend you on the book for people wanting to get into podcasting or who are in, you know, kind of on that start of podcasting. Um, I read it after, you know, I had done, um, you know, about 50 podcasts and, and I found it to, you know, be very valuable to me. Um, especially when you said go on Amazon to look for other people, um, (laughs) under a topic. I mean, and, and then you can contact them in, in the way that you laid that, that out, I think was really helpful. Um, and, and it, it reminded me too, of, um, the fact that you want to, you know, you need to, you need to figure out a topic that you're just, so you're not just rambling, um, about what, about what you're doing. So as we close this and we kind of link this back into a safety thing, you know, I think there's so, um, so much expertise that people have in different areas or just different perspectives that they put out there. And we've lost the days in a way of, of just having these communications or being able to listen to people. I mean, we, we've become, you know, much more silo, um, insulated in society. And this is a way to, to also kind of get that perspective of other people. And I think for purpose and agency, um, one, there's a lot of evidence out there that says there's talk therapy is related to podcasting, meaning people who do, um, podcasting or that did radio shows. We, we just had Art Bell pass away, who was the, did the paranormal shows, um, radio shows and um, coast to coast AM. But he, he had a small radio station in his hometown. I think that's where he, he still did it. He built like a listening audience of like 5 million people at his peak in the late 80s or early 90s. But it was, it was basically kind of like a podcast style. He just got on and just had some callers and it was like paranormal. And back then it's like, Nobody kind of did that and whatever, but he he approached it in a conversational way. It was it was very much podcasty, um, and you know it, for him it was something where he grew. He found an audience, you know, and, and college kids listening and other people following and, and and stuff like that. But I think for for anyone wanting to do it, it's a great way to share your your thoughts and you can listen to yourself. I love listening to my own podcast and things like I've done <laughs> over time um, because I can points I've, I can grow on or points I can reflect on. Um, and not that every, yeah, you're right. Not everything's going to, not everything's going to be great, but um, you'd be like, ah, oh. um, but yeah, I, 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 I like it. I like being able to, to share that. And, and you're right. People are getting the message from yours. I'll, I'll when you had um, Joe Navarro on, I mean, to this day, that podcast still um, just makes me like, I can't believe how close we were to annihilation, you know, um, and, and he's telling the story and, and this is something, you know, n- nowhere, but I mean, it's not going to be, it's not going to be on the, a news special because it would be eight minutes and it's not going to be, you know, some whatever, because, um, it would be, you know, all filtered in, in whatever. So he's on there telling this. And, um, when you had, um, well, I mean, we, we've talked before, but you know, Sean Iams gave his perspective and, and actually I was fortunate to be a guest on his show. But one of the things Sean had talked about as, um, when he was using drugs, he was a drug user, um, and 
when he was struggling with that was how he lost the trust of his parents where mm-hmm. they wouldn't let him in the house because so you're thinking of somebody like you know who's an adult and they're afraid you know you're going to steal something out of the house or hey, the good the good silverware is gone or whatever because he's and he would talk about how that hurt him or like he had nothing good left like he he would get rid of his good bike because and and I was like whoa um and then of course doctor um or or um, the fidget spinner, um, Doctor Roland Rotz. Yeah, what was amazing, and then and then Twyla just uh, talking about like her her story of of um, did she have a was it F F that was E she has exactly she has an organization that she's founded and actually she's still in a halfway house, uh, but she has F that E F D A T which stands for Everyone Fight Drug Addiction Today. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I love the name. I think the name speaks to the youth. You know, you're going to have F that, that, that is a very common saying. And uh, kids can relate to that. Not just kids, but young adults, uh, even adults can relate to it. And uh, I think she's a great young lady. And I just found out yesterday that she has qualified for early release. So she's doing really, really well. And she's going to be back on the streets here pretty soon. So, And so, Larry... You know, these are shows that I listen to, and I didn't listen to recently, um, but I remember them. They stuck mm-hmm. with me. Sure. And, and you know, you give people an opportunity to talk, and, and then uh, everybody finds, I think, something that they relate to in part of a podcast or, or you know, some things I'll relate to more, but other things. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's the beauty of podcasting is, is you have those relational moments. You never, it's unplanned. You don't know what people are going to say, but... I've learned a lot. I mean, from from your work, I've learned a lot from your your book, and then being able to kind of cross connect in with some of those people like Sean and do a little more work with him. So, um, again, anybody out there, the book is a bargain, and it is going to the biggest thing with anything, but especially in in podcasting, because you you do have the technology that interfaces with, you know, how do you approach people with how do you do notes and how do you put a show together? Um, This, this gets you through that, that this gets you through it very easy way. And um, you're like, it's going to save you so much up front. If you can start out, if, if I could go back again and have the book, read the book and then do the podcast. um, My, my, episodes just would have been so much better off in my direction um which eventually like i found you know i got there instead of getting there at episode 50 with larry's book i would have gotten there you know probably after 10 12 episodes and that's going to be the difference and stay with it like so we you know larry you're writing this because you this is a great medium you want people to stay with it and they're going to stay with it if they use your book they're going to stay with it because they're they're not going to be fumbling around with you know goofy um, mic setups, or they're not going to be sitting there and subscribing to some one hundred and fifty dollar a year sound effects thing or whatever, um, and and all of those things. So you cut all of that out. So yeah, just it's really it's really great. I'm glad you add it to the podcast community. Which I which I think is just a terrific bunch of people. So many people advise, sure, yeah. including you, to to help me with different things. Or now, like I've been a, I've been asked by some people like to give some feedback on some content, or even like you know one person. And I said, yeah, I think your audio is a little bit low, so you might want to check your gain. And here's like some ways to do. It. I'm like, whoa, and 
game. Like I didn't even know anything about that. Like, <laughs> what is that? The, the knob, yeah. The further over, the better, right? Um, so, yeah. Um, thanks, and uh, just really, really happy for you to to get this out because also publishing a book isn't isn't easy. You said the late nights, um, and it it I I smiled a little bit. Um, when you when you said you, you know you found in the Kindle version I think maybe some typos or something because like everybody I've ever talked to that's done a book like on that they'll say the same thing like they missed a couple things on formatting and whatever and it's just because you're so comfortable with it and I did that on my dissertation I there was stuff I missed because it's just you, you after you look at it so many times but it's just those are minor things and they're you know but it's, I love it it's content I, I love the old school. Um, cover back to it like if i'm in my library and 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 i'm talking to the librarian and, and i'm saying like i'm thinking of doing podcasting like do you have some books on podcasting and and brought you know the person brought out like four or five books like i would look at this book and say like i'm, I'm taking this one i'm taking this one um i i just like the look of it and you know as and as i would go through i'm like oh god it's not the times new roman and i'm not going to get like the history of <laughs> well if we really go back to it you know, Socrates was the first podcaster and, you know, get this. And I mean, all of this garbage, which nobody cares about. It's right. all, it's all irrelevant. It's, it is all relevant. What Larry has. And again, you, you, you give people a wide space to, to find their own voice in it. Um, so congratulations. Thank I'm you excited. so very much. I, I I loved it. Um, yeah, I I went through it um, a few times. Again, I I took some notes. I know I need to get onto the social media side of it and just yeah, continued success with it. I, I'm you. excited because I think when you take it out in print and, and you start to have these book signings and 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 getting it out there for people that that you're going to really have success with that. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, you, I, I can't even really respond to all the kind words. Thank you very, very much. They mean the world to me to have somebody of your stature be able to compliment my book that way uh, and to compliment me. I appreciate it uh, beyond words. So thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, without folks like you, I mean, the podcasting world would be a much duller and much uh, harsher place. So I appreciate that, Larry. Thank you. And, and also thanks. Uh, you, you did give me. This has been the Safety Doc Podcast with author, radio show host, and leading safety expert, Dr. David Perodin. Remember to check back each week for the latest, best, and most bizarre practices in safety preparation and crisis response. You can find Dr. Perodin on Twitter at SafetyPhD. And remember, the truth will keep you safe.